and you're feeling all alone only you to hold your own no one there to help you only there to hold you down so stop don't beat up yourself cause it's everyone else so don't look down look up children of all ages welcome to another exciting episode of the battles we all face podcast i hope you're doing great wherever you are in the world folks and whenever you're watching this and welcome to the only show that helps you get from where you are to where you want to be and we talk about the things that other shows just don't even touch today we are going to be talking about a blockbuster of a show we're going to be talking about the world of work and this is a great show if you are just leaving school high school if you're going into the world of work or if you're already in the world of work this is something that you probably are going to want to know probably going to want to pass on to your kids and probably going to want the advice for yourself. In today's show, we are going to be talking about a three-step blueprint to getting a job, which is almost 95% effective. Uh, we're going to be talking about why people get laid off, how to survive the working world, office drama, and one of my important topics, how to survive and protect yourself, uh, I suppose, emotionally within the job. But before we do any of that, folks, I want to bring in my lovely co-host, uh, and she's all dressed, all ready and vibrant and bubbly for the show. And she is probably the more energetic one out of the two of us today. Please welcome the lovely Jojo. Jo, how are you doing? Doing well. Y'all, he's got me tickled because I'm always late. And bless his heart. He's so patient. Always be patient with your ladies. <laughs> but I'm doing great, John. I'm so excited. This is such an important topic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh. How, first, before we go any further, what has been the most exciting thing that you've either done or learned this week since I saw you last? Oh my goodness. Like there's been so much that happens. Like when you change your mindset and you, like you said, we talked about this just a minute ago, you have a clear goal of what you want your future to look like, doors start opening. And, you know, I can't, I can't, of course I can't give out too much information, but I'm excited to say that I have accepted a, a role in an upcoming series. And so that would be my exciting news and my daughter will be playing in it along with me. So it's going to be fabulous. That is super cool. And I can't wait to hear more about that. Obviously details become available and uh, yeah, I mean, that's terrific, Joe. Congratulations to you. Big whoop. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and now, John, what yeah. is your thing this week since i've seen you what has been your most exciting thing well uh i've got i've got two actually that the first one the first one is did you know and this is all about the brain folks that not only is your brain considered one of the most ugly parts of the body according to scientists but it also fires off 85 billion electrons every single second 
So your brain is constantly working faster than I can do this. But on a personal level, actually something I'm really excited about, I had a blast this past weekend because I was, thanks to you actually, Joe, and your introduction, on the Mike Wagner show. And we had an absolute blast. Uh, that show is going to be coming out in the next, I don't know, in the next couple of weeks, I believe. Uh, but we talked about all manner of different things. So definitely, definitely check that out. It's also going to be on our YouTube channel as well. And, uh, and on the Battles We All Face website. So I'm really excited. It was, uh, it was a really cool interview. We covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> clapping over here, clapping. <laughs> there I am. Okay, I'm like, um, I'm sitting here just clapping. <laughs> we had a momentary freeze there, folks. We had a momentary freeze. Um, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Joe, where would you like to begin today? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so many different ways. Okay, so we're talking about the workplace. Now, of course, we want to teach this to our children first time, but I think you could even instill it in your children beforehand. I want to make that clear. But how do you set your standards and make it clear mm. Before you even start to make sure that you don't regret accepting a position um, in a certain workplace. You know, I honestly think that it all begins with exactly what you said at the top of the show. It begins with setting a personal constitution and getting clear as to what it is that you want to do, what you're willing to accept, and equally what you're not willing to accept. So. For example, you go to school and you are trained how to be a worker. You're trained how to think like a worker, how to be a cog in a machine, how to make the enterprise money. That is the whole purpose of going to school. Um, so if you go into marketing, for example, your role is to call people up, you know, or, or do online marketing nowadays and to drive people into the sales team. Um, you've got to be really, really clear in your mind as to what it is that you want to do and what your role really wants to look like. Have you got thoughts on this, Jill? Absolutely. You know, I read a book a while back, and forgive me for not knowing, remembering exactly what it's entitled, but I'll make sure, you know, that we, we get it out there to everybody. But it said, if your goal with your job is to travel or to stay at home, or to only work four days a week, you need to make that so, 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 so clear. But, but when they call you or you go in for that interview, don't interview you, you need to interview them. And that is so important. So, hey, if you wanna travel with your work, when you go in there say, so how much traveling will be done? And they say none, well then you know that that's not a job that you want to take on. You interview them, don't let them interview you. Set that standard and never waver from it. I think that's, you know, that's a really phenomenal thing. And again, that's what it comes down to. You know, we talk about this when we're uh, building things out on Patreon and, and you know, the, the folks that we're working with, you know, again, the importance of getting clear. And that's why, again, we will spend entire sessions, sometimes entire months just on, you know, I guess you call it gold setting. Tony Robbins calls, you know, the you know, uh, the power to mastery or, or whatever it is uh, that he's uh, that he's up to. You know, a lot of people have different names for it, but that's what it comes down to is goal setting, knowing clearly what it is that you want to do. So for example, for me, you know, my main goal is to release a best-selling novel. 
Um, you know, obviously we've talked about that a lot on the show. You know, I know that I'm very clear about that. The really cool thing is that now I'm so clear on that and I visualize it every single day. You know, it, it's literally all these other options where I could be distracted and now being blocked off from my view. So I'm just like, okay, I know that's where I want to be. I know this is my reason for being here. I certainly a big part of it. And now it's how do we get from where we are to where we want to be? And if you're in the world of work and you're not sitting there thinking as an entrepreneur, but you're thinking, well, I like working as a teacher. I like working as a marketer. I like working as a firefighter. You know, again, be really, really clear and specific as to what you want to do, how many hours you want to work a week and the kind of stuff that you really, really want to do. But getting clear is is so, so uh, important for, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, remember that there has to be a balance within your life. So, OK, and if you're spending too much time at work and you're lacking at home, you're not going to be happy. Yeah. Vice versa. It has to be an even balance, but it's okay to say no. It's okay to negotiate and to, to reach the goal that you, you wish to, to reach. Um, I mean, that's it. Yeah. It's okay to say no. No doesn't necessarily mean no. It might just mean not yet. Yeah. It's not time yet for this. You know, I, I think it's really important, like you said, you, you know, setting those boundaries within your professional life. And yes, you know, it is really important that you do set yourself goals because, you know, certainly over here in the smaller companies, smaller businesses, you're not going to have a boss that sits down with you and says, Jojo, John, what are your goals for this year? They're going to expect you to know already. You know, and if it's a case of, right, well, it's increasing my sales by 3%, you know, per day then, okay, how are you going to do that? Um, you know, when you get into that mind as well, you're doing this, and you must remember this, you're going to work for a wage, but you're also going to work to learn new skills that's going to develop you to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Remember, you are not designed to be stuck there, unless you absolutely love what you do, and then you can be stuck there for as long as you like. Um, but what you tend to find is that people begin a job, begin a role, you know, and then they gradually want to work up. So if, you're, if your aim is to become an MD, a managing director, a CEO, or, you know, whatever it might be, but you're in a tiny company where there's only you and three other people, that's probably not going to be that fulfilling. But you can be there for a year or maybe two, learn the skills and move on because um, you get some great experience. One other thing as well um, that I want to throw out there. With, with talking about, you know, uh, setting your own constitution things is making sure that you are clear as to your rights professionally. What is expected of you? What happens if you need, you know, support, for example? Um, the reason I say that is because certainly in the roles that I have worked in in the past in, in a variety of businesses, um, you almost become marketer, salesperson, T-boy. Uh, babysitter, you know, um, you know, UPVC spray man, you know, delivery driver, all of those kind of things. And when you actually look at it, you may be qualified for one or two things, but when the you know what hits the fan and, you know, things haven't been going as well, your boss is going to turn around to you and say, well, John, Joe, you didn't do that task really well. You then need to have enough, uh, you know, strength of character to be able to say, well, at this point, I'm not qualified for that. You know, if, if you want me to be a babysitter for your child, 
last time I checked, it was, you know, $15 an hour, you know, nine or 10 pounds or whatever it is an, an hour. Um, you know, I'm not there to be a babysitter. I'm there to be a marketer. I'm there to be a sales. So don't get me wrong. Being a team player is important. But at the same point, you have to have that balance, like Joe was saying earlier on, to be able to say, hmm, is this really way out of, you know, really way out of bounds, really? Um, and, uh, you know, and, and enough strength of character to say, OK, I've done this for a little while. I'm doing this as a favor, but I now need to get back to my role um, and, and to know that I think it's important. Um, you know, and like I say, that's that's probably where I would probably first begin is know your rights professionally. So what happens if you need support? What happens if you get asked to do a job or a duty that isn't in your skill set? And, uh, and yeah, what's expected of you? Because once you know what's expected of you, it makes life a heck of a lot easier down the road. And it also forces your employer or employers to be really clear as to what they expect as well. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Now the entire time that you were just saying all that incredible information, I was sitting here just writing as fast as my little fingers <laughs> would write. And cause this is so important. Mm -hmm. And you know, so much of this information, I wish I would have known yeah. when I started Yeah. yeah. because I was, I was lost. I was lost. Um, so first of all, see your value. See your value in yourself. Just because someone might have went to school longer or somebody might have done that does not mean that you are not just as qualified as they are. Do never limit yourself, ever. Now, here is a big one for me. Whenever you go in and you're negotiating or you're trying to see your role, take your time, breathe, keep emotions out of it, yeah. and explain why, what, when, where, how, all of that. So if you're asking for a raise, this is why mm. I need it. And you lay out the points. It's always in the facts. And sometimes, as they like to say, it's in the math. So <laughs> oh, yeah. when, we're, when we're talking dollars, it's in the math. Um, but we always want to bring the facts. Um, now, whenever you do this job, the perfect statement that my mentor always said was knowledge is cumulative. Just because you learn a new thing does not mean that you forget everything you learned before. Okay, so just because you learned to run, you didn't forget how to walk. Um, but my biggest thing is after you finish a task, and I have my daughter do the exact same thing with roller skating. After the thing, she might have done great, absolutely great, which she always does in my opinion, but you know what I mean. You go in, whether it's your boss at the end of the night or whatever, and you sit down and say, critique me. What do you see in your mm -hmm. eye that I could do better or change? And then you change it. And then the next night, do the same thing. And then when they have nothing else to tell you, say, okay, I want you to nitpick me to the smallest detail. And all that does is not to, to show you that you're doing anything wrong, is to make you better and mm -hmm. to bring up your value even more. So always keep emotions out, but always strive for that next level. Pay attention to what they do, why they do it. And if you don't know, ask. Because mm. they yeah. see that you're growing. Definitely. And that raises that value. Yeah. And also as well, you know, not only does it raise the value, but it shows your employer, your boss, your manager, whoever, that you are really committed to the, you know, the, the whole idea. It's like we talk about this a lot in business that, it's, it's often a case of 
you know, people show up and, and, and it's almost like a relationship. Are we flirting? Are we going steady? Or are we in a committed relationship? And, uh, you know, some people go to work, they do as little as possible, they have no goals, they sort of flounder around and they're told what to do and they flirt with work. You know, they, they want to waste as much time as possible and, and they just want to get a paycheck at the end of it. Other people are committed and they're the ones like Joe rightly just said, you know, that are increasing their value because they see a life beyond where they're working right now. You know, um, you know they, they don't just see themselves as a marketer in a, in a tiny little call center. They see themselves man, owning the call center. They see themselves with call centers around the world. Um, and then the, the, that's the person that I would look at and say, mm, I want to invest time into that person because I know they're going to be around you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, and they're going to help us grow, as opposed to the person that's floating around that, as we'll talk about later on, is, you know, when layoffs come, and they always do, you know, terms of recession, that's probably going to be one of the first ones that's out of the door. So fantastic points there, Joe. Can I, can I throw in a story, actually, that's, that's really interesting? Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the, 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 it, it's a story, actually, from one of my last employments, um, and it's when you were talking there about a raise, and it, it caught my attention. Now, talk about personal constitution, folks. You need to be strong enough character as well, not only to know your value, not only to know how much you believe you're worth, but also if things possibly don't go the way you think they should and what you're worth, you need to know your next move. So many years ago when I was still employed, uh, you know, I went to my boss and I said, look, I'm really committed to what we want to do here, really wanting to build this up. And, you know, I, I basically want double the hours, which meant double the money uh, for, for, you know, to, to be able to do this. And he actually turned around and said, well, you know, we've not got enough work for you to do here. We're not really, you know, looking for you to do more stuff in schools, not really looking for this, that and the other. And, um, you know, basically, we're, we're, you know, e even with regards to a pension, it was like, we're putting it back on you. As soon as those words left my mouth or, or left his mouth, I started thinking, I was like, okay, he's not going to increase my hours. He's not going to increase my wage. So I now need to look at what I can do. Okay. Now, again, if, and like Joe was saying, don't respond emotionally. This is, you know, you've got to be highly logical. You've got to know how the game of work is played. And so I sat there and, and initially I was a little bit like, you know, <laughs> stunned. And my eyes were a little bit wild, uh, but I sat there and I thought, okay, you're not going to pay me more. So it means I'm going to charge you more for my time, which means I do less. So I still get all the work done in the allotted time, but I'm going to charge you, you know, if, if, I, if I'm meant to be working 20 hours a week, you know, I'm going to charge you, but I'm going to do it in 12. Um, that was one option. And again, you don't bleat about it. You don't turn around and say, hey, I'm doing this. But the other thing then you've got to look at and is, is saying to yourself, okay, they're not looking to expand or to grow me. I now need to take the bull by the horns and I need to look at going elsewhere. And you, again, you've got to have the strength enough of character to do that. You know, you can accept what is given to you or you can stand up and say, you know what, I'm worth more than that. You know, I, I can move on and, and I can leave this. Um, and that's, again, that's what I did. Uh, but yeah, as, as soon as you said that in terms of, you know, going up for a raise and everything, you can give all the reasons why, you know, you deserve a raise, why you want a raise, what you're going to do with it, all of that. But if your boss just looks at you and is just like, I don't like you, 
You know? <laughs> it's as simple as that. You know, if, if your boss doesn't like you, folks, you know, you need to be thinking, I'm moving on down the road here. Um, and But but the, the most important thing, because I know Joe's got points here, she's jumping at the bit. Um, but one of the things I would definitely say, we'll talk about this later on in more detail, but do not leave your job until you have another income stream. That is really, really important. Joe, I can tell that you've got stuff going on. Go ahead. Well, I've got a little funny story too now. Um, so when I worked with my mentor, um, I, I was I was given a raise, mm-hmm. a, a little bitty one. And, um, you know, I was talking to him. I was like, I just don't feel like this is enough. He was like, go in there and tell them. Mm-hmm. He said, but stay calm because yeah. I can be a little hot-headed sometimes. Now that, you know, it's getting it's getting less. Really? Just a little bit. Um, but it's, it's definitely getting better. That's why I stress the breathing and no emotions. Been there and done that. Learn from my mistakes. Um, <laughs> but so I went in there and I said, just trembling almost, um, mm-hmm. not confident in myself, and just said, I feel like I need a little bit of a raise, you, you know, a little yeah. bit more than that, and raised it just a little smidge. And so a day went by and I just, it just kept bothering me, kept bothering me. So I told him, I said, I'm going to go back in there. Mm-hmm. And I composed myself and I went in there and I laid it down point by point by point. And he gave me a big raise. He said, okay, no more raises for like the next three months. Cause these people are going to think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause I just submitted three for you in two days, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it just shows the difference in going in there poised, calm, confident. But as you said, sometimes people are just not going to come off of it. For one reason or another, they're not going to come off of it. And that's okay. That doesn't show any fault in yourself. It's a fault in them, whether they don't see the value, whether they can't afford it, whatever the deal is. But you never hesitate. I don't care if you've been there 30 years yeah. to do what's best for you and your family. But like John said, always make sure that that income is replaced mm-hmm. before you leave. Because then you're asking for a lot of headache, a mm-hmm. lot of stress. Because who knows how long it could take. Yeah. It could take two days. It could take two years to find what you're looking for. Definitely, so. definitely. You know, and, and, and it's true. I mean, you know, I, I have to honestly say that you know, as soon as the, the word no came out of my ex-boss's mouth, again, I was looking elsewhere. I was thinking about this. And it did. I mean, it took a little bit of time, you know, to, um, you know, to, to find that next place and to have enough confidence in myself to say, you're going to go and run business. Um, but Joe, I've got to be honest, actually, my second job, and I was still living at home at this time. Um, so I, I, that, this is the reason why I did what I'm about to tell you. But I had I had worked for a, an organization, a now defunct organization, and um, it was actually one of the greatest places to learn how not to run a business. I, I was going to be negative there slightly, but I changed it. It was it was one of the greatest places le- to learn how not to run a business because the way that they would talk about their clients behind their back, the way that they would deal with their staff. The, oh my goodness, we had one schizophrenic in one office and. Uh, a hormonal, you know, just just wild lady in another, and the receptionist was here, there, and everywhere, and and basically flirting with everybody. <laughs> Some man, so it's a really dramatic workplace. But I hated working there. I mean, the office drama again, something for later on. But the office drama was really, really high pitched, and I just reached a point where I just started praying about this, and I was like, God, I hate working here. I don't want to work here anymore. Please do something to get me out of here by I think it was like June the eleventh. 
and I was bodybuilding at this point. I was traveling around the country and that's where I really saw myself until I fell ill. Um, and then the final day of my, uh, my bodybuilding career, fell very, very ill, didn't go in the next day. Um, and this, for whatever reason, even though I booked it as a holiday, um, you know, this, for whatever reason, really ticked off one of the bosses. So I went in, there was only he and I, he's in his office, I've been removed or I've been moved to the, the office floor. And he calls me in one day and he says, I was going to fire you yesterday. I was like, what am I, I'm on my day off. And he's like, yeah. And I thought he was ribbing with me. I thought he was joking. And, uh, you know, he says, I was going to fire you. And I'm like, okay, for what? And he said, well, if you weren't going to the, the European Championships, I expected you to come into work. If you were, I expected you to ring and let us know. And I'm like, you signed me off on my holiday. And honestly, all the confidence from divine, you know, all the gods in heaven above, you know, came up within me. And I said, well, and again, I won't tell his name, Mr. X. Um, but Mr. X, cards on the table, um, this business is not what, what I'm seeing in my future. Right there and then all my prayers were answered because he said, well, in light of that, we'll make today your last day. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you severance pay and everything like that. Now, technically here in the UK, it's illegal to do that because you've got a whole series of steps that you've got to go through, redundancy pay, all that kind of stuff. I didn't care. I just so desperately wanted out there. I ended up actually working in a, in a bakery afterwards, and I loved working there. It was one of the simplest jobs, but they had some of the nicest staff and, and tremendous amount of fun afterwards. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was the only time that I uh, basically told uh, my, my boss that I was like, no, this, this isn't in my future. I'm looking at going elsewhere because the level of working drama is more than what I'm willing to endure any longer. And uh, 18 months later, they actually went out of business. They uh, did some horrific stuff to their, you know, uh, their staff and everything and took cars and, and you know, they, they would mortgage certain staff members' houses and all of that just stopped. And uh, yeah, it, it was like, I got out at the right time. So don't be afraid at the same point, folks, to stand up and say, you know, okay, this isn't ideal, but if you can and you can leave and it's, you know, if it is for a short time and you can manage, you know, then you got to say, you know, is this really, you know, worth the hassle? Is it worth the damage to my mental health? Um, for me, it wasn't. I couldn't wait to be out there. And the day that I left, it felt like this big bag of rocks was just lifted off my shoulders. It, it was phenomenal. <laughs> Joe's busy writing. She's 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 writing everything down. She's creating all notes and everything. Oh man, yes, and you know, forgive me, y'all. There's storms and everything else, so it's a uh, tornado. So it, yeah, it might be a little spotty here and there, but nothing stops the show from going on. But yes, you did the right thing in that. And when you felt that relief, mm. that is that instant. Um, what's the word I'm searching for? Um, verification or whatever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, as far as workplace drama, there's always going to be it. I'm going to put it there. I, I used to think I attracted that mess, but, but I'll tell you what it was. As I told you, I teach my daughter to ask to be critiqued, and that is to add the value, but I have this thing where I want to be the best in everything I do. And in my opinion, you don't necessarily have to be the best, but why would you put forth effort in something if you're not going to at least attempt to get there? Um. But as we, as you said, sometimes people like to come and flirt with, with work. 
Um, and they like to be negative towards the individuals that are working so hard. Mm. And they're always a point of bullying sometimes, yep. but always negativity. I used to let that just rain down on me. Yeah. I would go to work and I would just be in the worst mood. And it would even come from my boss, the one that I was, I was serving, mm -hmm. you know, and it got to a point where I kept thinking, I could do this so much better. This needs to be this way. This needs to be this way. And that's great. If, when you start thinking that way, yeah. don't always verbalize it, <laughs> verbalize it once. <laughs> if it is met with hesitancy yeah. or a no, hush, because what I would do is I would, like I said, temper. I would let my emotions get involved into it. And then that would just make the day worse. Then my boss and I would end up arguing, so on and so forth. When in all reality, I should have just learned everything that I could, removed myself, wished those people a wonderful life and went and done it better how I know I could have. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah. it takes away from all that drama. Yeah. But if you're met with it, y'all, just, just know it's because people see you. Mm -hmm. And... They see themselves as well, and they see you as a competition, so to say, but doing better. So in most yeah. instances. Yeah, just absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right, Joe. I mean, the first job that I was in, and this is part of the reason that we did this show. It's part of the reason that we're looking uh, within the five, 10 year plan, you know, for intern programs uh, for teenagers. Um, so as we can actually help them, you know, get a year or two under the belt of actually what it's like to be in the working place in a safe environment. Because the first job that I went into, it was for an electrical heating and plumbing store. And I did work experience there, love the staff, love working there. But when you're doing it for money, when you're doing it for the real world, it's not just for a week or two, folks. it's very, very different. And there again, you know, I mean, I was I'll be honest with you, I was very green in the, in that world and I wasn't ready for people to, you know, verbally abuse, be rude, be, you know, shout and bawling, you know, shove you here and there. You know, I was a 17, 16 year old guy, um, you know, and every single day I would call my mom and, and I was just like, I can't stand working here. You know, I, my, and, and this is what happened is the reason I bring this story up is, is not so as, a, oh, oh, poor John, you know, that, that's how, but it's, it's because I want you to understand, it leads on to our next point where we're talking about, you know, survive in the working world. And this is a big part of it with mental health. It's one of the biggest issues that, that, are, that, that exist within the, uh, the, the world of work right now. And what I found was one of my greatest life lessons, but it was also, it came at the price of one of my greatest sufferings, which was they didn't know how to manage, you know, me. They were used to, you know, big, you know, typical guys that would put page three girls up on the wall. And, you know, they would be very, very, you know, derogatory about women and, you know, and everything and float with the reception staff and, and everything. That was the kind of environment. It's, it's a manual labor place. Okay. So that's, you know, not making any excuses folks, but that's the mindset that it's coming with. And, Little by little, as we've said before, so many times on other shows, when you don't deal with the issues that are going on, they don't get any better. It compounds and it compounds and it compounds and it fragments and it gets worse and worse and worse. And this is what happened. And I remember being out, they finally put me on a, on a flyer drop or on a leaflet drop and um, I'm walking along the pavement and I'm thinking, okay, this is good. I'm having a nice day out. It actually turned out when I came in too, I was walking in the middle of the road. I had completely lost all sense of, of normality, what went on. 
and as a result had a severe uh, mental breakdown. You know, uh, we never call it a nervous breakdown because nerves do not break down, uh, but basically a mental breakdown as a result of what's going on. And as Joe and I were talking about a little bit before we came on here, uh, I was chatting with a young man the other day and who, you know, would chat about this exact same topic. And without going into all the details, he said, you know, would I, as in him, w- did I think he would ever be able to, you know, get back to, you know, 100%. And I said, well, you know, I like a mental health and a fractured brain to a pencil. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Um how well you glue it back together. It doesn't matter, you know, how well you gorilla glue it, you nail it, you drill it, you file it down, you paint it, you do all the amazing stuff. On the outside, it looks brand new, it looks phenomenal. On the inside, it is always going to have that fracture. Um, it's the same with a bone. It's the same with, you know, anything that you've got that's there. If you are struggling severely with your mental health, or even if you're starting to notice, you know, I'm not quite there, there's some things that are going on, you know, I'm having some issues. Um, don't ignore it. I did. And it nearly cost me a lot more than my, my job. Um, and uh, eventually I was signed off on the sick. When I went back, you know, they, they didn't fire me, never been fired, but they did exercise their right to make me redundant. And that was, you know, that was fine. I wanted that. Um, but that is, again, what you've got to be aware of, especially if you're new going into the environment, do not put up with mental health abuse. Do not put up with bullying. Do not put up with an environment that you physically um, don't know how to cope with. Now, remember, we're talking about me when I was 17 you know, years old. Didn't know a lot of the stuff that I know now. And, um, you know, honestly, probably wouldn't be in that environment now. If I was, it'd be very, very different. So be very aware as to you. You are the only you that you are ever, ever going to have. Other jobs will come and go. Other workers will come and go. But at the end of the day, if your mind becomes fractured and you start taking on all of that negativity, then, you know, it, no matter what you do, you can say all the mantras, all the bhakti yogas and, and all this other stuff that's there, you know, it, it will not fix it. <laughs> I can promise you that. But, uh, you know, at, at least you can band-aid it a little bit now. So there, there's a little story, I suppose. No, 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 no. That's 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 so valuable. Mm. And that shows so many different things. Now, for one, it's so important to instill a good work ethic in our children early on. So, for example, my daughter didn't want to go to school this morning. She's sleepy. I don't care. Get up and go to school. So same thing. Don't feel like going to work. I don't care. Get up and go to work anyways. You're already instilling that in there Mm -hmm. Um, or else you're going to raise or groom someone that does not take pride in what they do and if they just don't feel like it they're just not going to do it but also as parents or or whatever even for yourself you need to examine the entire environment of the place you're going to work for especially for your children so my daughter i'm not going to go have working around a bunch of for example men yeah. construction workers that would not be good parenting and you know and around that type of verbiage yeah. and so on and so forth i'm going to make sure that she has a safe environment that's grooming and that pushes her to be in the direction that she wants and if you might have had that you might not have had everything yeah. went on yeah. yeah and if we if we see that something could happen well we want to do something about it beforehand and not after definitely but it's all about grooming teaching them their value early on 
and pushing them in the right way. But even if you got to go, I can guarantee you the first job that my daughter gets, I'm going to be up there talking to that. Great. Now you won't ever hear from me again. I just got to clarify, but that's what you need to do for yourself too. You have to put, set those standards. I cannot stress that enough because it's happened to John. It's happened to myself to where you overdo or you get into a, an environment that is not healthy mm-hmm. yeah. in one way, shape or form. So you have to set that standard in all aspects of life and you never, never, never waver from it unless you see that you just really were incorrect, mm-hmm. but that's rare. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And the, and the thing is folks, as we said before, you know, when you ignore a lesson that's going on in your life, you know, it will repeat itself over and over again. It happened in my first job, happened in my second, you know, it skipped because of the bakery. And then when I moved up here, but it happened when I was a youth minister in two different places until finally I realized, you know, cause you do, I mean, literally you get to the point where you think you're going crazy and you start saying, am I the problem? Is it, is, is it me? I mean, it, surely all these people cannot be wrong. But then you start examining the kind of person that has, you know, has it in for you um, or that doesn't like you or that you don't fit with, you don't click with. And you suddenly realize it's not the entire organization. It's usually one or two people. Why? Because of possibly because of the kind of person that I am in terms of entrepreneurial, in terms of, you know, how I conduct myself, all that. Um, You know, people can find that threatening and especially if it's a higher up and everything. But as Joe said, I'm going to repeat it as well. I can't stress it enough because if you don't take care of your own self, if you don't take care of your own inner engineering, your self-mastery, what happens is exactly what we talked about on a show, I think a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about mental health issues. You know, I can speak to it personally. The last job that I had, I left with PTSD, with BPD, you know, with severe anxiety. I had to work through all of that for five years. Okay, it, yeah, we talked about that on Mike Wagner's show on, on Sunday. You know, it very, very nearly ended me. So I know what it means. But at no point should you ever be uh, a punching bag or, a, you know, an abuse board or anything. you got to remember, you are a cog to keep the overall machine going. If your boss is being rude, disrespectful, pull him up on it. What's the worst he's going to do? He's going to fire you, you know? If, I, I think I would rather be fired than verbally abused or physically abused. These days, I would have probably a very different answer. Probably wouldn't be working there in the first place. Um, you know, and if I did, it would be short term. But, you know, I know that now, I, you know, you know, gosh, you know, 15 years, you know, 15 years since, you know, I started maybe even a little bit less, a little bit more. Can't, can't exactly do the math in my head right now. Um, but, you know, when you start to realize that you are in control of you, you are in control of what you allow to happen to you in the workplace, um, within reason, of course, you know, but you have the C to turn around and say, sorry, no, I'm not accepting that. You know, if, if, if you've got the issue, fine, that's you, but you're not putting that on me. But you're not, there we go. Sorry, I froze it. But you're not putting that on me. And it's really important, again, that you are develop a strength of character. And it can be scary, especially to your boss, because he or she got there because, you know, either by lucrative measures or because of whatever, but because they're driven and passionate and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of driven and passionate people I like, but the driven and passionate people that are really aggressive, I give them a wide berth because I'm just like, you're not driven and passionate. You're you're more insane <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Um, so, yeah, like I say, guys, when it comes to your mental health, and it comes to work again. Please listen from someone who has been there. 
I know what it's like to have that fracture within your mind. I know what it's like to have to band-aid every single day, uh, you know, and, and learn this stuff. I know what it's like to be, you know, going through these things. Um, and my hope for you is, you know, if you've gone through it, I can help you. We can help you. If you haven't gone through it, my hope is that you never do. Um, and that's why it, again, is so important to get really clear and don't just accept a job just because your mom or dad or husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or even yourself says, well, I need the money because I got to ask, is the money really worth, you know, losing your mind or, or having a fractured mind? Um, there you go. I know that was a little bit deeper than what I was expecting there, but <laughs> I think no, it's no, that's exactly right. That's so valuable because so many people do it. They say, I'm at this job. This is what I'm supposed to mm. be doing. I cannot leave. I have to put up with it. Well, I'm, there's always another option. Yeah. And if you can't figure it out, reach out. Yeah. Definitely. To help. Please, because we're here to live a fulfilling, happy life. Now, sometimes where there'll be ups and downs, yes. But are you meant to be miserable for the next 30 years yeah. doing a job yeah. that you really don't like, but you keep telling yourself that you do? No. So value your life because you only get one of them set the example for everybody around you mm. and take a step out in faith and again if you need help don't hesitate to ask don't don't take a step out in in faith but seek no knowledge yes to to go the right direction <laughs> absolutely you yeah. know and that, that's it, you know, I mean, that's, you know, one of the things that we're here, obviously, folks, you know, we, we share stories so you know that we're as legit as legit can be, um, you know, and, and that's what it comes down to, you know, I, I suppose in some ways, Joe, that brings us to, to our, our first point that I've got on my, my uh, list, which is the three steps to a blueprint, try that again, three steps to getting a job at blueprint. It's a long title, I'll work on showing it. Um, you know, but the reason that that is there and it's at this point in the show, obviously, because we've basically talked about what a lot of people are facing right now. And you may be sitting there saying, well, John, Joe, it all sounds really, really great. You had enough strength of character. You figured it out. You made money. You know, you're able to sit at home, write your books and do this, that and the other. Yes, I had to do that. But the other thing that I learned as well is how to get a job. Should I ever need one? Joe, are you ready to hear this information? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sure I'll have two cents at some point in time. <laughs> okay, folks. Now, this piece of information is almost as old as time itself. I would encourage you all, if you haven't got a pen and paper, to definitely get one now. Put us on pause. Do whatever you need to do. Jill's got hers already there. I've got my notes at the side. Um, but this is really important. Whenever you go for a job, what you tend to find is people will come into your office and they'll sit down and say, I want a job. Well, why do you want a job? Because I want money. Well, you know, or, or because the thought of being, you know, poor doesn't really appeal to me. Something like that. What people tend not to do, and this is what is going to almost guarantee you will get the job, is actually to do the research on the organization. So, for example, if I see a job that I want to go for, say it was working for the battles we all face, um, or, or uh, art from the heart, or what, what, whatever kind of business it is. I would say, right, okay, that looks really appealing. I like the wages. I like the way that, you know, the job's described. Brilliant. Now I'm going to go online because guess what? On your Google machine is absolutely every detail that you need to know with regards to that company. 
you can find out how much they made in a single year. You can find how much they made in the last five or 10 years, depending on how long they've been in business. You can find how many people have been employed by that people, what their turnover is by that company. Why oftentimes, you know, start asking a question, why are they leaving? You know, so the three things that a, a, a potential employer is going to want to know is this. How can you increase sales, decrease outgoings, and reduce drama in the office? If you can come to someone and say, Mr. X, you know, I, I'm sitting here and, I'm, you know, you might be 17, 18 years old, but you can say, I've researched your company after seeing the advert in the paper or online. I really like what you do here. I'm really excited, really passionate about it. I can increase your sales. I can decrease your outgoings and I can uh, reduce your office drama. And this is how I'm going to do it. Always come with a plan. Because if you just do the first three steps, you don't come with a plan, it'd be like... How are you going to do it? And you'd be like, uh, you know, so always have a plan. Again, if you get stuck with this, this is what we do. You know, get in touch with us. Drop us a message either on the comment section here or at the battleswheelface.com. Get in touch with us. Um, but if you can let a person know, because again, what is the, the three things really that every business struggles with? It's those three things. They need to learn how to decrease their outgoings because too much outgoings are going to go out of business. If they don't increase sales, they're going to go out of business. And guess what? If there's too much office drama and nonsense going on, they're going to go out of business. So those are the three things and the three areas I would definitely, definitely recommend that you look at and say, this is how we're going to do it. Because guess what? A lot of people think that the owner of the company is a fountain of all knowledge, is all divine you know, wisdom and things. In the 1920s, when the stock market crashed and all the people were out of work in the USA, the people that were standing on the street saying, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job, stood there waiting to get a job. They never got one, more often than not. Um, but the people that said, how can I be of service? This is how I can increase your sales, decrease your outgoings and reduce uh, office drama. It was music to a, an employer's ears because they were sitting there saying, well, we're only six weeks away, folks, from actually closing up shop. They're sitting there as terrified as you are, probably more so because their business is going under. If you can come in and say, this is how we increase, this is how we grow, my goodness, you're heaven sent. That is how you can get a job. Thoughts on that, Joe? Brilliant. Completely <laughs> right. Completely right. Um, and I think every, every interview or meeting that I've gone into, I've used those three things. Yeah. And so y'all cannot, that write it down <laughs> it's so important but i want to kind of expand a little bit more on the i'm going to say the interview process obtaining the interview and how to win that interview so you need to have a great resume for one i always tell people don't put a picture of yourself on your resume that's going to cut off the people that's hiring you or wanting an interview with you with bad intentions so don't even allow that. They're purely looking at your skills and your abilities and what you've done. A clear, concise resume is so important, professional, that is key. Now, when you go in, you get that call for an interview, you go in there obviously with confidence, but I always love this, dressed and press. Mm -hmm. Don't go in there slumped. If you wear makeup, to your interview, you need to expect to wear makeup every day that you go to work after that. You never go down, you only go up. And that's with anything. You wanna make sure that you always have eye contact. Don't break that eye contact. 
Don't sit there like a lump on a wall. Have <laughs> have personality. Let your let your soul shine. Come through to them, and then you will win them with that. But always to make sure that you use proper verbiage. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go in there. Say you're going to go work for a lawyer's office, but you're using all this slang and talking like, you know, no, we're going to talk proper. We're going yeah. to 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 speak like we were raised. We're going to have manners. We're going to say thank you. And I can almost always guarantee that even if someone's more qualified than you, you're going to outshine them every time, especially if you use the three points along with that 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 we've mentioned. So. That's definitely the way to obtain the interview and then definitely mm-hmm. win the job using his three points. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, that is what someone's looking for. And again, you know, how do we know that this works? I can speak for myself. The second job where that I described earlier on that I left, I got the job, not the original job that I went for. I actually went for a, a UPVC sprayer and, and basically it's where you color windows, doors, all that kind of stuff. They said, well, we don't really feel that you would be a fit for that, but your voice you'd be really good in, as the head of marketing there was only one person in marketing to be fair but i was the head of that company you know <laughs> that's really good in the resume but you know it's absolutely true you know use all the assets you've got use what we call your unfair advantage if you've been educated in certain places that is going to open doors for you you know that it might not in other areas you know if you can talk and you can hold a conversation with someone and you can speak passionately and confidently do it, you know, use that ability. Uh, And I know it can be frightening. So in terms of the interview process, what I do is always prepare mock interviews. Anytime you're on the toilet, anytime you're in the bath or shower, anytime you're in the car, anytime you go for a walk, people may look at you like you're a little crazy, but imagine step by step, every single thing that's going to go through there and throw in some really random questions, get friends to do it, get family to do it. And the more you practice at doing interviews, the better you're going to get at them. Um, you know, and I think that's really all I've, I've got to, to throw on that. I think that's, um, got one little you got it. So back, back in the day, we'll say, I'm not going to put a year on it and then I'll show my age, but so, um, there was a, a lady that I knew she wanted this job, but she had just got out of school and she didn't feel like she was qualified all these other people that was applying for it, she had heard, had just been in, in doing it for a good, you know, 15 plus years. But I tell you what happened. She showed up. She didn't count herself out and she showed up. Everyone else did not show up. Wow. Got that job and still has it to this day. That's incredible. Show up always. Never count yourself out and, and have that confidence to show up, to show out. Mm. And you're great. I love it. I love it. Where do you want to go from here? <laughs> I'm just looking to see what we have covered and what we haven't. <laughs> it's so great, but it's it's so important. And I know everybody has struggled with all of this at some point in time. But, you know, we learn from your lessons, grow, be humble enough to admit when you are wrong. And be willing to help those around you that you work with, because if you help them, you help yourself, but you help the entire company yeah. or the individual, whomever, but never, never compete. You always want to shine, but don't compete. Stay humble enough to help and teach. And that's something that I had to learn to have the patience enough to realize that not everybody learned necessarily as quickly as I did, or maybe I was slower at times than others, but to have patience 
but to always keep pushing towards your end goal and never to make your end goal be where you started. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, it's really important. I think that actually leads us on really nicely uh, to the next point, you know, as to why people get laid off, because that seems to be one of the biggest questions that people have, especially in 2022, you know, why are so many people getting laid off? And the answer is, I, I've got two points, Joe, I don't know if you've got more, but, uh, you know, mine are really, really simple. Either one, you're unable to do the job, and that's okay. Sometimes you go into a job and you think, gosh, I'd be really, really good at that. You start it, and it just doesn't work. You know, Joe knows this. Recently, I had that with an illustration job. And it wasn't that I couldn't do the illustrations. It's just that the, the, the people I was working with and myself doing so many different things, it just didn't merge. It didn't mesh. And I just went back to the lady. It took me three attempts <laughs> to go back to the lady and say, you know, I really don't think I'm the right guy for this job before she finally accepted it. Um and, and that was okay. We parted, you know, as, as friends and everything. We're going to do business later on down the, the road. Um, but, you know, sometimes you use that as a learning curve. Going back to what we said earlier on in terms of people, they just want to go in there. They want to flirt with the job. They want to just sort of coast around, have fun with their buddies, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, they're also the people that are going to be first out of the door. And then, you know, quite honestly, sometimes you can actually do yourself out of a job. I have a family member at the moment that's more or less done themselves out of a job and you become no longer a valuable asset or a commodity. Now, what does that mean? It means that either the work isn't there for you anymore, the position isn't there for you anymore. So you've always got to be noticing, don't just go into a job, especially in 2022 and say, I'm going to be there for the next 40 years. You may be, but equally, you, you know, you need to have a plan. You know, what, what would happen if you couldn't do this job, what would happen if this job suddenly ceased? I was told that the second day I went into sales, which was today we may make a million pounds, million dollars, million yen, wherever you're watching this. Tomorrow you could come here and the entire place be locked up. That is the nature of this business. So always be aware, okay, nothing is guaranteed. Everything is transitional and nothing, anything in life is ever going to stay the same as it was 10 years, five years two years ago, it is always in transition. Um, so yeah, absolutely. That's, I think, the reasons I think that people, um, you know, do become an, or, or encounter unemployment. Again, yes, it's, it's, you know, obviously to do with the market, but that's where, if, if, if you know how to increase sales, decrease outgoing, and obviously to reduce office drama, you should always have a job somewhere, one form or another. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's completely right. So just like you said, in some way, shape, or form, you managed to lose your value yeah. to them. And whether it was you lost your temper, you can't get along with nobody, you're a liability, um, they're afraid you're going to get hurt, you, you just can't pick up the skills, whatever, you're, you've lost that value. Um, now, it's okay <laughs> to get laid off at some point in time, but you always accept responsibility as long as it's yours, very rarely it has been known to happen that there has been a click in mm -hmm. a way at an office and that's how you get pushed out because yeah. you stood apart. But you take that as a blessing because why would you want to be there anyways? So you analyze as long as that's not the reason or even if that is, what did I do to lose my value? How can I learn from that? What can I read? What can I watch? Who can I go learn from? to make sure and guarantee that that never happens ever again. Yeah. 
but now I know that I can never do that. And, but you have to do that. Or are you going to just keep repeating it? And like John says, lessons love to repeat themselves. <laughs> yeah. and it really clicks. Um, so just do that. You always give it your best and it's okay to not always be right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to say that it's okay to not always know everything and to ask. Mm-hmm. So in order to maintain that value, you have to know what's going on and you have to be able to do your job properly. So you have to ask questions, never be afraid to speak up and ask. People will say, that's a silly question. That's a stupid question. There's no such thing. The only thing that's silly or stupid is something that is not asked, yeah. but it's not known. Yeah. So I will you know, say that. I mean, the, what, what's the really silly thing is, you know, uh, somebody sitting there for 20 hours in the week, losing all that money, not knowing the answer because they were too terrified to ask or going to the boss and saying, hey, what is this thing? You know, <laughs> because sometimes people will sit you down and they will expect you to know everything that you're doing, even if you've never done it before. Again, I've been there. That adds to the mental stress and the mental pressure. Then it's up to you again to learn. Remember, your ideal place in your own self is that you are going to be as valuable to the marketplace worldwide, commodity wise, as you can be. It means that if you leave one job, you can go to another. You know, I'm now at a point, and Joe's obviously, you know, we, we've talked about this enough, but I've developed enough knowledge with regards to business in the last five years since not being involved with it, that I can, should anything happen, call up a business and say, hey, I've studied your business, I've researched your business. If you're interested in increasing your sales, decreasing your outgoings, and doing this, I'm interested in working with you freelance. That's where I am these days is freelance, um, you know, and, and, you know, through that, the least say, welcome into the office, let's have a conversation. Make sure you educate yourself. Don't say, well, you know, they don't have a good sales plan or they don't have a good marketing plan. They don't have, figure it out. Remember, these businesses are often backed by a lot of money that is taking a long time to accumulate, but they often are built up with people who know how to make money, but don't necessarily know how to make a business work. If they did, they would do it themselves. So that's what you find oftentimes is a lot of rich people that surround themselves with a lot of smart people. And that tends to be the way that businesses work. Yes, yes. And so true. Now, if you ever have went and obtained a license to be qualified to do any job and you leave that job because you say, I'm going to go do this. This is where my life's taking me now. I don't care if you are 100% certain. Always maintain that license. Because for one, you put in the time and effort to obtain it, but you never know when you want to go back that way. Life calls you that way. So I do always recommend if you have any licenses, always maintain them. It doesn't matter if they're in 10 different areas. It doesn't cost too much to maintain them every few years. Absolutely. And, And I would say as well, folks, when it comes to leaving a job and leaving a role, make sure no matter what has happened, and I really stress this, leave with grace, leave with dignity, and leave professionally, no matter what the circumstances, because at least then you'll be amazed how fast, news, how fast news travels, especially obviously on social media. I can send a message from here and it can be in Australia within 0.2 seconds. Okay, that's how fast it can travel. And if you're thinking, oh, well, that's really good. I can just leave Scotland and, and now I can go and work in England or I can go and work in Wales. 
trust me, it doesn't take long for one person to know somebody who knows the person you're working for. So you always want to leave there. Um, and especially when it comes to references and referees and all that kind of stuff, um, you, you know, you, you want a, basically a, a person that you can call up and say, look, I know we didn't, you know, part, you know, I know that the job didn't really work out as well, but would you at least be willing to be a referee and to help me get another job? Because these days you don't actually have to have, you know, a positive reference here. They say you do, but a phone call that's completely off the record. You don't have to give a positive thing at all. And people will call and have them and will say, well, John, what do you think about this person? They're coming for a job. They put you down as a referee and I say, he's a good person, but, or she's a good person, but, you know, and that's what they want to know. Why? Because the boss wants to know if this person comes into my company, are they potentially going to kill it? That's what your referees are for. So always leave, do the very best job that you can, even in difficult working circumstances, but don't stay there until it becomes such a burden for you that you just don't enjoy it. And hopefully, you know, you know, and I bless you, you know, with this, that you will have a job that you have thought about, that you're clear about, that you love because you've taken that time to pick it apart. You've spent all your life researching it, studying it, you know, um, and, and that, that would be my absolute hope for you. I found it now. Okay, it took me 10 years of maybe messing around and, and trying to figure it out and being in a bunch of jobs that I thought, oh, yeah, I'd really like this. But yeah, again, I was doing it for the money because I didn't know any different. Uh, whereas now it's like we construct our own lives. And if I don't like a job, I'm not going to stay there. There you go. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to I want to touch on the butt. Right. <laughs> so sometimes if if, for instance, I was to call and that person said, yeah, you know, they were good, but. Sometimes what follows that but is exactly what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. So just yeah. because it's negative to them does not necessarily mean within reason that it's going to be negative Correct. to somebody else, unless you're like sitting there having a fist fight with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I have only ever seen that in one other business that that's happened in. And that was a deliberate ploy to fire the person. He didn't have any cause to fire the person, but he said, if I can get him to punch me or shove me, I can fire him because of that. This is the kind of person that, you know, you're working with, but it's true. You know, if, you know, that, that whole, but, you know, if, if, uh, you know, Joe called me, for example, and said, you know, I've heard you work with so-and-so. What do you think? And I said, well, they're a great worker, but they're really exciting. They're really passionate. They're really over the top, full of energy. Well, guess what? Joe does podcasts. Joe does a show. Man, they're perfect. You know, if you're not right for one environment, it doesn't mean you're not going to be right for another yes. one. <laughs> That's it. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. I think I froze slightly this. <laughs> I did too, but you, you're right. Yeah. You, you, you need to match that company's energy. That's it. Never go work for something and think that you're going to bring that energy up tenfold. Ooh. You might bring it up a smidge, but it's never going to be a substantial amount. Now, whenever I would leave a place, always gave them two weeks notice. No matter yes. if I wanted to leave or break the second, I would give them two weeks notice. And then I would offer to help evaluate the person they were to hire. Mm -hmm. And I would offer to train them before I left. And that would guarantee as best as I could <laughs> that I would have a good reference. Remember, nothing's ever a guarantee. Yeah. But yeah. if I ever needed to go back, I could yeah. do so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one final thing, I think, for, for me, folks, it popped into my mind a little bit there. If you want to ensure your job, aside from what I've talked about there, 
make sure as much as possible that you're not flirting around with the company you're working with. Make sure you're not flirting around with the position you're working with. Ideally, if somebody comes to work with me, someone comes to work for me, um, what we're looking for, if we're going to pay you, again, $20,000 a year, we want you to 10x that. So we want you to bring in $200,000 worth of business into our organization, because that means then that you're a really valuable commodity. But it also means that when payroll comes around the next year, you're saying, okay, well, this person, you know, brought in 200,000. What about if we would pay them 50,000 and say, right, we want you to 10x it. Wow, my goodness, we've got, you know, 500,000 in there. You know, so be as valuable to your organization in the level and the place that you can be. Um, and yeah, I mean, don't just settle, don't compromise, I think would be the, the best piece of advice that I could give to round out this. Have you got any final thoughts, Joe, before we wrap up the show for today? But, you know, I mean, I think we covered so much. I'm just going to say, you know, I hope y'all loved it. Make sure to comment. Mm. Make sure to share. If you don't understand anything, don't hesitate to ask. Yeah. We're here to help. Um, and if we don't have the answers, by golly, we needed to know it too. <laughs> so don't hesitate to ask anything. And to everybody because just like john always says you never know if it's exactly what they needed to hear and remember to live the life that makes you the happiest and the most fulfilled because that's what each and every one of you deserve yeah absolutely and the final thing folks you're going to trade eighty thousand hours worth of your life for the company or the the line of work that you work in that's a heck of a lot of time so make sure that whatever you do you do a passion and that you enjoy it because you can fail doing stuff that you absolutely hate. So you might as well take a chance on doing something that you absolutely love. That's why we're here now. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Jill's doing what she's doing. My wife's doing what she's doing, you know, and there are days when you wake up and you think, oh boy, there are other days that you're like, yes, you know, and that is the sign of prosperity, getting to do what you absolutely love. And we love doing the show. We love being with you guys. And as always, don't forget to go visit us at battlesweallface.com. If you need help with your family, with spiritual, with business, professional, you name it, we can probably cover it in one form or another. And if we can, we probably know someone who can or will learn how to do so. Um, again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend because it could be the very thing they need to hear in their hour of struggle. You can also support the show on Patreon as well by clicking the link that's below. And very soon, guys, we're going to have a brand new course for those that are looking at starting a business from scratch. Joe and I are actually about to go and film this. Um, really exciting course. We are looking forward to this so much. Everything that you need to know in this course to build your business from scratch. Maybe you got sick and tired of the workplace. Maybe you got sick and tired and think, oh my gosh, I just want to run my business from scratch. It isn't as easy as it sounds. 25,000 businesses every single year begin. And within the first year, 20,000 of them close. Within the first five years, another 5,000, or sorry, another 4,500 follow there. Um, and it's usually for one variety or another. We're going to talk about all that and so much more in this course. We're going to walk through everything that you need to know to build a successful business from scratch. That will be on Skillshare. The link will be up, I believe, within the next week or two. So definitely look out for that. And you can support us, obviously, on Patreon and on Skillshare and uh, help us to continue providing this phenomenal, envir phenomenal environment. Let's go with that phenomenal environment for you guys, for wherever you're at. So from the awesome Jojo, I have been your host, John Morris. This has been the battles we all face. Until next time, take care, God bless, and we will see you same place, same time next week. Take care.